Hey guys, it's Leah B from Prestige Veteran Medical Consulting. I am a U.S. Army veteran, physician assistant, and former CMP examiner. Today, I wanted to come on and do a video about ankle pain and the compensation and pension exam for VA disability. So we've done a whole series of videos on what happens in a CMP exam, and a lot of people find it helpful. I get asked this question very frequently for every condition, and the information is right at your fingertips. So I'd like to go over some of that and then show you guys um, you know, behind the curtain and what happens because the information is just out there for you guys to know exactly what should happen when you go into these exams. So um, let's let's talk first about why people get service connected for ankle pain. So just in general, you're either going to be connected for something that happened while you were on active duty, you were either injured on active duty, um, or even if you were in the reserves or the National Guard, you have an LOD, a line of duty um, investigation was conducted and, and you did injure it while you were, let's say, a drill, um, you hurt your ankle on a run, et cetera. You were, you were injured in the line of duty at some point, okay? So that would be a direct or primary service connection if you were injured while on active duty. You can also be connected for your ankle, one or the other of them, uh, both of them, if you were injured secondarily on a secondary basis to another service-connected disability, okay? So let's say you're service-connected for your left ankle, but you are constantly overcompensating and you run into trouble with your right ankle down the road. You can get connected for your right ankle secondary to your service-connected left ankle, right? So let's say you injured that left ankle while you were on active duty, 10 years goes by and you keep having difficulties with it and now you're overcompensating for that right side. Now the right side can be tethered to that left side, right? The same goes for other disabilities. Let's say, um, you know, I actually just broke my foot, um, not a major break, but I broke my foot doing karate, which I really enjoy doing um, about five days ago, right? So I've already started to notice that I'm compensating. It was my left foot, so I broke my uh my calcaneus, just the just part of my calcaneus bone, a very small fracture. So I'm already starting to notice that my right hip is starting to hurt because I'm kind of leaning to that side more because I'm trying to offload weight from that left foot. Okay, so let's say this is called, um, you know, this is just part of the, uh, you know, ankle jo joints connected to the knee joint. You know that old song from when you were a kid, right? So one one joint can affect the other joint um, often on the opposite side, right? Because you're, you know, again, if your right knee is bothering you, perhaps your left hip now hurts, okay? So um, the joints can affect one another, right? So we've kind of gone over primary service connection and secondary service connection. So you put in a claim either by yourself or you have a legal professional like a VSO assist you put that claim in. You're going to get a you're going to get contacted by the VA. OK, you're going to get a phone call. You're going to get a packet in the mail and it's going to say, you know, you're we have you scheduled for an ankle disability compensation and pension exam. It's on it's going to be on this date at this location and at this time. Okay. They may send you the DBQ in advance for you to look at. You really don't need to fill that out. Um, the CMP examiner is going to fill it out. If you want to, you know, bring, start prepping and understanding the questions they're going to ask you, that DBQ is there for you to review. And we're going to go over it today so you can see it. But they should send that to you in the mail as well in advance of your exam so you kind of know what to go over. So when I say the information's at your fingertips, the VA wants you to have the information. It's just such an overwhelming um 
system that you, there's so much paperwork, there's so many different things. It's just very hard to understand, but they send it to you. So it's very important that you read the papers that you get in the mail um, because it will outline everything about what's expected of you. If you get denied for something, it tells you why. It's just um, veterans can, can kind of get very frustrated and just really not understand, but they really do explain to you in those packets of paper that they send you what's going on. Okay. So you're going to get that packet in the mail. You should get the name of your provider. So let's say they give you my name, Leah Buckholz, right? When I used to be a, a CMP examiner, you can look up information about me. Um, it should tell you how long they've been a CMP examiner. It should tell you, um, what their background is. If it's a physician, are they an internal medicine physician? Are they an OBGYN? Are they an um, orthopedic doctor? Are they a nurse practitioner? Are they a PA? Whatever their specialty is, it should tell you. And it should tell you how long they've been a CMP examiner. A lot of veterans will go online and look up those examiners and, and try to look at reviews of them. There may or may not be information on there um, online about the provider, but you know you can get some idea of if They've got a bunch of five-star reviews or if they're getting trashed by a vet, bunch of veterans, things like that. Okay, so you show up to your examination, you get checked in, you, the day of the exam, they're going to call you back in the exam room and they're gonna start by going over the disability benefit questionnaire or the DBQ. So I'm gonna pop that up real quick and show you guys it so we can go over it together. Um, give me one second. Okie dokie. All right, so this is on va.gov, so you guys can find it anytime you wanna um, check it out. So just Google ankle uh, DBQ, right? If you Google ankle DBQ, it'll take you to va.gov and you can download this one or any number of them, okay? Um, so let's get started. So the first thing they're gonna have here is they're gonna wanna know, this is gonna be the paper that the VA examiner fills out, okay? Um, let me see if I can make this a little bit big. Oh yeah, now we're cooking with grease, right guys? So ankle condition DBQ. So this is going to be what the examiner fills out, right? So name of claimant, that's you. They're going to put your social security number in here and the date of the exam. Now the examiner should have um, your C file, your claims file. The VA will provide that to them. If it is just an increase, they may not send you, um, send the examiner the claims file because they're not being asked to provide a medical opinion. They're just if it's an increase, they may be just asked to note what your current level of severity is, right? Um, so this first page is really for the examiner. So they want to know um, how to, are you completing this DBQ at the request of the veteran or other? Um, so if you ask your private doctor, you can download this thing and take it to your orthopedic doctor and ask him to fill it out, right? So are you a VA healthcare provider? Um, again, that's a yes or no. If you take this to your private doctor, they're going to write no. If it's your piece, primary care manager at the VA, they're going to write yes. Um, if it's the CMP examiner, it just depends on if they work at the VA or if they're one of the contract exam companies, right? Is this veteran regularly seen as a patient in your clinic? Yes or no. Was the veteran examined in person? Well, for the angle, I would hope so because there's a bunch of physical exam components that we're going to go over. Evidence review. Um, you know, no records reviewed or records reviewed were as follows, right? Claims file, orthopedic notes, service treatment records, whatever. It goes in this block, okay? Um, list the claim conditions that pertain to this questionnaire. 
Okay. So they can free type it in here. Um, you know, whether it's, and again, a key, the ankle is this DBQ is there's a myriad of conditions and we're going to go over them. Now it could just be ankle pain. It could be, um, ankle arthritis. It could be, um, one of your ligaments are busted in your ankle. They're going to type it in here. Okay. So, um, select diagnoses associated with the claims, um, check all that apply. So you might have more than one, right guys? So you might have several. Um, so we've got the, um, lateral collateral ligament sprain, deltoid ligament sprain, osteochondritis, dissecans, um, impingement, tendonitis, bursitis, Achilles tendon rupture. There's just, you got, you guys can see there's a ton arthritis, um, different types of arthritis, um, tendonitis, other, right? If it doesn't fall into one of those categories. Okay. And then they want to know, is it the left or the right side? Right guys, it could be both, um, left, right, both. You guys see that the ICD code, that's not something you guys need to really be worried about. That's something the examiner is going to fill out and they're going to put, um, that's a, a specialty code for diagnosis date of diagnosis. If you've never been diagnosed before, the examiner can diagnose you right there in the exam. They can put today's date, right? Um, okay. So if there are other additional diagnoses, this is a catch-all, like, okay, if there's more that weren't listed up here. Medical history, describe the history, including onset. This is going to go to what we talked about a few minutes ago. So like, when did it start? What happened? How long has it been going on? Um, if you were diagnosed, if you were injured in service and it was 20 years ago, you better make sure you have a good explanation as to why you haven't been seen, you know, or you've been intermittently seen throughout the years. Like, hey, I didn't have insurance. Hey, I... Um, took Motrin, I treated it at home until it got too bad, et cetera, whatever the reason is, okay? Um, if it's a secondary condition, you know, you better explain, you know, my left ankle service connected and after several years, my right ankle started hurting because I've been putting more weight on it, whatever the reason is, okay? Um, do you have flare-ups, Okay. If yes, document the veteran's description of the flare-ups he or she experiences, including frequency, duration, characteristics, pre um, precipitating and alleviating factors, severity, and extent of functional impairment. Um, so if you have this in advance, this, this packet that they're sending you, or you can pull it off of va.gov, you might want to write some of these things down so you can explain them to them. So do you have flare-ups? Maybe most of the time your ankles is like a two out of 10 in pain, but sometimes after you go for a run, um, or if you go for a long walk or you've been on your feet all day, it's like a 10 out of 10, right? And you got to explain that you experience swelling, etc. cetera. Um, does the veteran report having any functional loss or functional impairment of the joint extremity being evaluated on this questionnaire, including but not limited to after repeated use over time? Okay, so functional loss or functional impairment, right? What does that mean? I mean, it's, it's pretty subjective, I guess, up to what the examiner considers functional loss or functional impairment of the joint. So again, just being very descriptive of, you know, maybe the flare-ups are, hey, it gets worse, you know, after I do this or that in the previous question. But this question, maybe you're going to say functional loss is, hey, I have very, I've got difficulty walking on it and I've got to use a cane sometimes, right? Um. Do they have, do you report history of instability of the ankle? Because instability can be rated separately, right? So um, yes or no, right? So you're going to describe the instability in your own words, right? And they're going to annotate it. 
So now the range of motion, this is an important part of the exam. So they're going to do range of motion. Uh, either they're going to mark it's normal, unable to test, abnormal or outside of normal range or not indicated. And then they're going to explain why. Um, you know, if abnormal, does the range of motion itself contribute to a functional loss, right? So again, this is the right ankle and the left ankle you can see up here. There are more descriptions here. I don't want to bore you guys by reading every single part of this. Um, this is going to be important for you guys to read over before you go to your exam as well. Um, so it does say here for any joint condition, examiner should address pain on both passive and active motion. So whether they're moving it for you or you're moving it for yourself, weight bearing and non-weight bearing. Um, they should be testing both joints so that they can compare and contrast them, right? Unless it's contraindicated, um, such as if the veteran may cause the veteran severe pain or risk further injury, an explanation must be given, right? Um, if you're in pain, you better tell them you're in pain because they're not going to know. It's not magic. You have to tell them, hey, I'm, I'm in pain for this condition when you're moving my ankle around. Um, Okay, so they're going to do plantar flexion and dorsiflexion. That's when they're going to kind of move your foot up or down. Um, they're going to be expected to annotate the range of motion. So they should be getting out a goniometer and they should be measuring your range of motion. Okay, they should measure it with degrees. A goniometer, I've done this um, video before. You guys can check it out about range of motion measurement. They should be using a tool to check that, right? They shouldn't just be eyeballing it and guessing what your range of motion is. Um, is there evidence of pain? Yes or no. Is it on weight bearing, non-weight bearing, active motion, passive motion? That's whether they move you or you're moving it yourself. Is there evidence of crepitus, tenderness, or pain on palpation? Um, so they're going to have you do range of motion several times, at least three times to get, you know, these different values. Um, they ask, is, are you being examined immediately after repeated use over time? Yes or no. That's kind of for them to see whether repeated use over time means, does it get worse um, after you use it several times versus when you just wake up and you haven't used your ankle that much that day, right? Um, is today's exam being conducted in a flare-up? Yes or no? Um Do statements from you suggest pain, fatigability, weakness, lack of endurance, or incoordination, which significantly limits functional ability with flare-ups? So if you're not in a flare-up today, like give them an explanation of what happens when you have a flare-up. Um, additional factors contributing to disability, less movement than normal, um, disturbances of your locomotion or gait, deformity, swelling, interference with sitting, um, atrophy of disuse. So are your muscles getting super like atrophied, right? And here we go into muscle atrophy, right? So does the, do you have it? Um, is it related to the condition you're claiming? Indicate specific location. Are you having calf atrophy, for example? And then they want to measure it from side to side. Is your uh, one calf way smaller than the other one because you're so weak? That's a big indicator that you've got an issue is if you you have a way smaller calf on one side than the other, it's obviously being underused, right? So um, 
ankylosis. So they're looking at the joints ability to move properly, right? So is it super stiff, basically? Um, joint stability. So they're going to do different special testing, anterior drawer tests. There's an anterior drawer of the knee and of the ankle. It's pretty neat. You can um, uh, go to YouTube and uh, look up ankle anterior drawer. And, and they're basically just checking the strength of the ligaments and if they're torn and it, you know, an MRI is really what tells that the best, but sometimes we can do special testing that show that can show us laxity of those ligaments. Um, additional comments. Have you ever had shin splints, stress fractures, Achilles tendonitis, rupture? Um, and these are basically all of those sections. Have you had them and then describe symptoms related to that? Okay. Additional comments. Does this condition affect the range of motion of the knee? Yes or no. And then it, it says if it's yes, they're supposed to do an, a knee condition exam as well to see if you can get rated for that. Surgical procedures. Have you had any surgeries and total joint replacement or any other surgeries? Um, they want to know all that information. Other pertinent physical findings is just a catch-all. Scars. Scars are going to be on pretty much every DBQ. They're going to ask about whether or not you have a scar. So for example, if you had an ankle surgery, you can get rated for, for the scar. If they believe your ankle is related to service, then you can get related to uh, rated for the scar that you developed after surgery. Assistive devices are using a wheelchair, braces, crutches, cane, walker. So this is a big question. So is your function uh, so diminished that an amputation with prosthesis would equally serve you? So if the answer to that is yes, and, and some people may think that's kind of a weird question, but in reality, like if you get your ankle joint fused because you've had so many surgeries and you're still in incredible pain, sometimes they would consider doing an a, a you know an amputation of that. If, you, if they've gone to the max with your ankle, um, and you have an ankle that's completely fused and has no motion and you're still in tremendous pain, that might be an option for you. And so this comes into effect because people can get special monthly compensation separately over and on top of the regular rating schedule. So I believe this one is like related to special monthly compensation M or um, M one half. You guys might want to take a look at that. Diagnostic testing. Have you had MRIs or x-rays, et cetera? Do you have degenerative arthritis uh, in the in that imaging? Yes or no? They want to have all that documented. So pretty much, are there any lab results? So there shouldn't be any lab results unless you've got like gout or something like that that might be in there. Functional impact. Does it impact you at work? So those might be some notes you want to take if you are a construction worker or if you're constantly on your feet, if you are maybe you're a ballet dancer, who knows? If you got problems with your ankle and it impacts your work, you need to be able to discuss some of that, right? And then the examiner is going to sign off on this. Okay, let me get this, um, stop this screen share. Okay, so I hope that was helpful to you guys. That was a really long DBQ. It, it shouldn't take a super long time for the evaluation, but that is one of the longer DBQs. They need to know all that information to get you rated and to see if there's some secondary other conditions like that knee or the scars, et cetera. So I hope this was helpful.
And please let me know if you guys have any questions, drop them in the comments or reach out anytime. And thanks for watching. See ya.